but that if, person for you. Okay. And, Can't yeah, say look, names. But no, no, not names. I'm not asking for names. But, but I have mine as well. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I feel like when I watch you and you're going through your, your for example, so I don't know what kind of movies you like, yep. but there's movies where it's redemption or vengeance. Yep. Like, I don't know if you watch Gladiator, 43rd minute, he walks up to the house, sees his wife, sees his kids, yep. like, oh my God, yep. I'm going to tear you yep. apart, yep. right? And you watch that over and over again, or Taken, or Man on Fire, mm -hmm. or some of these movies that are just putting that energy in you, right? Yep. So, girl that breaks your heart, and to produce the energy to say, watch who I'm gonna be in life. For the rest of your life, you're gonna brag about the fact that you could have had me, yep. right? Yep. And then, comes to a point where you're like, okay, there's not much more I can do. To, she's already knows yep. what she missed out on. Yep. Now what? Yep. But for me, go back to you, I'm curious. How bad of a breakup was it? How bad did she break your heart? Yeah, I and think, I know you're. you're yeah, you know. I think lots of men have gone through heartbreak. A, a lot of men have, and I wouldn't say that I've gone through any heartbreak, which is particularly worse than any other guy. What I will say is that I think heartbreak is one of the most fantastic motivator on the planet. When a lot of men message me and say they're heartbroken, I think that is the most fantastic mindset to be in to achieve things, because there is that degree of revenge and there is that degree of vengeance, and that can only be achieved because through being so successful, so monumentally important that she can't forgive you. And also, you cannot even sleep, you can't even concentrate, like you, your, your whole mind's a mess. That's a perfect time to train. I, I know what you're saying. I don't think I've been through a particularly bad heartbreak, but I'm saying that- Who did she leave you for? Did she leave you for somebody I, where- No, I don't think, I don't think I've, I've had a particularly bad heartbreak. I only mention heartbreak all the time because I know it's a path every single young man goes through. I also think you're not a type of guy that would ever give credit to that person to, if there was one. So I don't see you, saying that because it is a form of a victory over top G, which that's not going to happen. Well, right? that's part of it, but then let's, let's analyze now, right? Any, there's no girl who I've ever been with in my life who can now turn on the internet without seeing my face. Sure. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? They have to all lie to their man and pretend they don't know me. Oh, I, don't, I don't know him. Because if they go, I was with him for a few years, their whole relationship will probably break down because then he's going to get pissed off and insecure. So that, that, to a degree, is a victory. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of fun. But no, I, wouldn't, I, I didn't have any, The reason I say heartbreak is because in the modern world, I don't think things were as bad when I was younger. I, don't, I think women were more pure when I was younger. Even in these, when I was 20, it's only 16 short years. I think women were actually a lot purer before OnlyFans, before Instagram. The sexual marketplace wasn't globalized. Yeah. When I was 20, if there was a hot girl in a small town, she was the hot girl in a small town. Now, if she's the hot girl in a small town, she's also in Dubai and Korshaval. The whole world's globalized. The competition's yep. globalized. Everything's changed. I didn't have a particularly hard time. The reason I say heartbreak is because 80% of the emails I get from men are about heartbreak. I think that most men, especially young men in the world today, are getting their hearts broken. And when you're saying, who are they leaving for? They're leaving for the millionaire who hits them up on Instagram. It's hard. Is it, that what happened to you? That's not what happened to me. No. Okay. But, I, but I'm talking about the emails I get. You're a guy. You're in Nebraska. The high school sweetheart. She's a 10. Everything's fine. She's in court of all with a millionaire. Instagram. You had an I, argument I, one day. I, Boom. I, I'm trying to target you purely for one reason. Because yep. a big part of my drive... Yep. I've had drive always. I was a dreamer. I was the guy that was, you know, but at the same time, the drive for success came after a lot of pain. Of course. Coming right afterwards. So Absolutely. that's why I'm asking you a question. So when that happened to you, 
did you fear risk of loving somebody? Where it's kind of like, I'll get this close, but boom, I got to move on. I got to move on. Did that happen or no? No, I wouldn't say that particularly happened. What would, what did happen though, like I said earlier, is when you have experience with lots of different apples, you know what a good one and a bad one is. So when we say we all had that girl we messed up when we were young, if I found another girl with those qualities, I certainly wouldn't mess it up. You just need, you need experience to understand what you have to value it. If you don't have experience, you don't value what you have. So the original question is a really good one of whether men are, are chained and enslaved by their desires or whether they need to sleep with lots of women. I think in the modern world, you need experience and you need choices and you need options. But if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. If you're going to be the guy who's also out there in the club and sleeping with lots of girls, talking to lots of girls, there's going to be times you lose a girl that you don't want to lose. You can't be a coward about it. You live by the sword, you die by the sword. There's up and down. There's, there's rain and sunshine. You have to be that man who's going to go through it all. And then when you've been through enough of it, yeah. like I have, like I said, if I find a beautiful girl now who's a 10 and deletes and doesn't want Instagram, that's worth more to me than a thousand stupid girls. Respect. Yeah, that's who I want. Yeah, I got you. For my safety, for my you security, for my peace clear. of mind, for everything. You're clear on what you want today. Absolutely, because I know. I know when, you, when you played, you, you said there was a phase of my life that I kind of went through it. Okay. Was that after the heartbreak? I would say, yeah, it was after, but I think that okay. was just, I, I, I don't know if that was deliberately driven by heartbreak. I think I was just younger and I had less serious motivations and I was less, and I wasn't as famous and I wasn't as rich and I was less interested in. So it's not just my current situation that makes me say this. I would say this to any man. If your woman wouldn't wait for you, if you went to jail for five years, why are you with her? Why? If she wouldn't wait, I know she's hot, I know she's funny, I know she makes you laugh, but if you can't sit in that jail cell with 100% certainty that she's not out with her friends, them in her ear, talking shit, watching Sex in the City, whatever it is, and her ending up with some other guy, why are you even buying her dinner? For what, sex? Like that loyalty to me is the only thing left that's valuable. When I'm interested and we're in jail, we're sitting there saying, we have it so much better than most guys. Because most guys in jail, imagine you're a normal person, you go to jail. Who's feeding your family? Who's paying the rent? Who's feeding your kids? I said, Tristan, we're in jail and we're suffering, but everybody we love is good. I'm a man, I'm supposed to suffer. I'll sit here with the cockroaches. If that means all my kids eat, everyone I care about eats, my mother's fed, my mother has a house roof over her head, everybody has everything they want. Only person suffering is me. I'll take that all day. Most men who go to jail can't say that. Another thing that gave me absolute peace of mind is the women who love me are waiting for me. Imagine you go to jail and you're completely heads over heels in love with a woman, but you know deep in your heart that she's out in the club and she's, she's stealable. You talk about, we talk about thoughts you can't get out of your head in jail. It's amazing how when you lose all access to electronics, how thoughts are amplified. Most of us sitting here, you've never been without a phone or without a laptop or without a computer for, for 93 days. You'd be amazed how loud you can think. You'd be amazed how vivid your mind is. I learned that. If you had the nagging thought in your head, I loved her, she cheated on me before, maybe she cheated again, she hasn't written me in three days, da, da, and then, plus jail. That's why they're all crying. That's why all the men in there were sobbing. Their wives are either fucking someone else or the bills ain't paid. It's not just his situation, it's everything else. So now if you're gonna to say to me, what do I respect in a woman? I respect a woman who's gonna wait for me. I have no interest in a woman, oh, she's funny, she's cool, she's hot, don't care, don't care. Is she going to wait for me? And I also know, because of my experience, which ones would and which ones wouldn't. I'm not stupid. Because they'll all say they would. They'll all say they'll wait, because they're on the jet. But I know which ones are lying. Because enough women have lied to me. I've seen it. 
So you do need that experience, but once you have the experience, you start looking for completely other things. Quick story to almost validate your point about experience. Uh, I like the direction Pat was going with this about if you want relationships or sex with a woman. Um, quick anecdote, your friend Myron, Fresh and Fit, yep. we just did a big live event yep. three days ago. It was myself, Myron, Fresh, we're sitting on a panel, yep. 20 women. Yep. And he goes, watch this, masterclass, Andrew, masterclass. He asked all the women on the panel, um, average 25-year-old woman, you tell me the amount of sexual partners she's had. What? Yeah. The body count. And these women give a wide range of, oh, the three, 10, yeah. 15, 20. One girl said 100. Yeah. Numbers were crazy. Yeah. Goes down the list. Ask all you. Okay, great. Ladies, show of hands. How many of you want a man with more sexual experience than yourself? Every single girl put their hand up. Yeah. And they said, yeah, I want a man with more experience yeah. than myself. Yeah. And the reason this came about was because Ben Shapiro reacted to a video yeah. of me questioning Myron. Yeah. All right, when should a man get married? And he basically gave a checklist. You need to make uh, 100 grand a year. Yeah. You need to have slept with 50 women. You yeah. need to have 6 to 12 months of savings. A checklist, checklist, yeah. checklist, checklist. And Ben Shapiro was like, that's disgusting. This is yeah. a guy that married the first person that he had sex with. Yeah. And it was incredible to see every woman validate everything that Mayim was saying and everything that you were saying about yep. experience. Oh, women respect experience. In fact, I saw on a TV show, and this was like 10 years ago, and I have no idea what the show was, but it was a show about, it was on Channel 4 in the UK, and it was a show about sex, and da-da-da. 85% of virgin women would rather sleep with a man who'd already had sex than a virgin man. Wow. A virgin woman doesn't even want a man with the same level of experience. You're, you're respected for your level of sexual experience. And women are naturally demonized for their level of sexual experience. And even the ones in the West who pretend that's not true, the ones who are fully psyoped, wait till they see a girl they don't like. What's the first thing they call her? She's a hoe. Whore, slut. First insult out their mouth is she's promiscuous. So they know deep in their heart promiscuity is bad because they call each other promiscuous when they want to insult each other. Yeah. So yeah, you absolutely need that experience to make sure you don't get wrecked and psyoped. But now, and just in my current dating life, and it's good that this is on this podcast, so you know the girls can still email me. It's nice to read, but sorry, I don't trust any of you. I don't trust any of you. you I don't trust anybody new. I have no new friends, no new girlfriends. Absolutely no, I'm not interested in any of it because what the things I value now are not the things I value when I was younger. My life was very, very different, but I'm glad I had that experience now so I can see who, who is lying and who isn't. I can tell. I can just instantly tell if they would lie or not. So let me, let me, let me kind of get to the point of what I was trying to say. I'm, I'm kind of... Uh, uh, more on your side, I don't have a Ben Shapiro story. But I think what happens is, is there's also risk for men to fear uh, because that could happen to me, so therefore I will never risk getting into a relationship yep. because of X, Y, Z. So Chelsea Handler, yep. he brings her up, right? Our initial reaction was, look at her, you know, she's doing yep. this, she's doing that. So let me look up what her life was like. And Mario Aguilar says, hey Pat, did you know her life? I said, I have no idea what her life was. So she's nine years old, her brother at 22, who was her hero, her first love, her first, you know, like yeah. her second father, loves him. He's going mountain climbing. He says, Chelsea, can't wait to come back and see you. Great, goes mountain climbing, falls, dies. She's nine. Yeah. She comes back, she says, the most painful time of my life, right? So then when she needs her father to be there for her, he's gone, yeah. he's devastated. They had six kids, I believe. Mom and dad were still together. Yeah. So they're married and they were doing okay, car salesman making money. And then she says, till today, I may be successful, and she puts the act in the book, I'm still in a lot of pain. She was being interviewed by uh, Howard Stern. Yeah. Got emotional, was talking about this. Okay, 
So we can sit there and laugh about it, but for men, similar thing happens as well. When I was a girl broke my heart, dude, I will never, ever give this risk to that. I think there's also, as influencers, we have to also make sure that men know, look, just look at the stuff that you did wrong. Completely. Look at the stuff on how you repositioned yourself in the wrong Completely. way. Right off the bat, being too much of a this, this, that. Now, just when you go in, like the way you said, I love when you said, what are you doing watching this show? We don't watch this in this house. Yeah. We watch this. Now impose and have the earned the respect to be able to impose your beliefs in a way where you can coach and lead. You nailed it. Because what did I say earlier about this podcast? How many times I'm going to watch it back? 15 but, times. Yeah, because people, I live in experience and I analyze the experience and I draw every lesson from that experience. If you're a man who has a heartbroken, a lot of them are so stupid that they may revert to the mindset that you've said. They may say, oh, I don't want to have my heart broken again, but they haven't sat there and said, why did this happen? You have to know the why to prevent it from happening. You mm -hmm. have to analyze the scenario and learn from it. One thing I'll say about women that's fantastic, one of the best things women are, are, one of the things women are best at is they're a fantastic mirror. Women are a reflection. If you have any weakness inside of you or if you have any downfalls as a person, a woman's gonna show you who they are. If you're too emotional, if you're too easy to get angry, she'll teach you that. She'll teach you that you can get angry too fast. Piss her off. If your dick's small, she'll tell you. <laughs> she'll, she'll tell you exactly what is wrong with you when she is mad. She'll sit there and say, you got a short leg and your haircut shit. <laughs> Get a new haircut. I hate your ugly ass. They'll tell you exactly what is wrong with you. When you look at your bad or your previous relationships with women that went wrong, you can sit there and go, okay, this all went wrong. What has she taught me? She taught me that I'm emotionally affectable. She taught me that if she ignores me, she gets more attention than if she's nice to me. She taught me, you have to sit there and analyze all the lessons and you have to implement them. It's the same with absolutely everything. But women are a fantastic mirror. A lot of these guys who resort to that are men who don't have the self-reflection to sit and say, okay, why did this happen? As a man, you have to be accountable for absolutely everything. Every single thing that happens is your fault. I didn't go to jail because of Romania. I went to, when I was in jail, it was my fault. I, even though I don't believe it was just, even though I do not believe it was fair, even though I know I am innocent, it is my fault. Because I didn't have to become so influential. I did it. But it's also, it's also my fault when I'm on the jet and, and living my perfect life. I did that. I did the good, I did the bad. You made her leave you. You did, whether you like it or not. You are the reason she became so cold. You are the reason she doesn't listen anymore. You are the reason she's so arrogant all 100%. of a sudden. You are, you may not have identified why yet, yep. but if you identify why, then you get into your next relationship healed and understanding what you did wrong and learn from it. That's what you have to do. But most of these yeah, men don't that. want the self-accountability. I love that. And they want to blame the women. Yep. You have to blame yourself. I know exactly now how to keep a woman happy. So I ain't got nothing to worry about. I've learned my lessons. I know exactly how to keep a woman happy. I know when to set a boundary, when to be nice. I know exactly what to do because I've self- Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive of rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Analyzed. A lot of these red pill guys, they want to do exactly like you said, just run around and just bang chicks because they've never looked in the mirror and go, why do these chicks not want to just love me? <laughs> why am I a fuck up? You're not perfect. God is perfect. Nobody is perfect. You had to analyze yourself. If you fix those problems, I'll give you an example. Even when I first start getting rich, I was, I never worried about gold diggers because I can't be gold dug, but I was always a bit like weird about if a woman wants something expensive that I was always a bit like, not because I'm tight, but just like, oh, we haven't been together that long. Why does she want such an expensive bag? Da, da, da. And over time I learned they don't want the expensive bag because it's an expensive bag. It's because my life is now so expensive and so grand. When I'm doing hyper expensive things, if I buy a $5 million car, I look like a dummy if I won't buy a $500 bag. I look, I look frugal and frugality is a form of fear and it looks fearful. I could say no to a $500 bag when I had no money to the exact same girl. But when you have a certain amount of money, it's not that they're gold digging you. It's just that to you, it's nothing. And there's a degree of gesture to it. And I also learned over time that, you know, the best way to get new beautiful women is for them to see your ex and how well she was treated. They love that shit. They love it. When they see all your ex, because women will do that. Women stalk me. When I had Instagram, they'd stalk me. And they'd see my, the lifestyle my girl lived. And as soon as I was single, they were like, hey, woo, they want to turn. So I was like, you know, I actually get a larger ROI. Just be Mr. Nice. Cool. It's also helped me in my current situation. I've never been mean to anybody. Please call him. No, he was nice to me. Bye. There's a lot you learn, but you have to self-reflect and learn and, and pay attention to the mirror. These men who are afraid of commitment are not blaming themselves like they should. Because I actually truly believe, and this is never going to be make the misogynistic supercut of the BBC. I actually truly believe that women in their hearts, unless they're completely corrupted by society, women just want to love and be loved and feel safe. That's what they want. They want a man that they can look at and they truly know he makes the decisions and I trust him to make the decisions and I love him for that and I respect him for that. That's what they truly want. When a woman starts turning on you, it's usually because she doesn't trust you for some reason. She doesn't trust your judgment. And that's not always cheating. It can be other things. Doesn't trust your judgment as a whole, right? If she starts to doubt your judgment, how can she truly love you? You're the protector. You're the provider. So if a woman's gone cold on you, you have to sit there and go, okay, she doesn't trust my Great judgment. Feedback. She doesn't trust my judgment. Yep. What have I done that yep. made her doubt me? Did I get my sixth booster injection like a dummy? No wonder she doesn't want dick. Because I keep injecting myself with poison because I'm an idiot. It's not her fault. It's your fault. Every single time a woman leaves you as a man, it is your fault. Always. Even if a richer, more successful, more alpha man stole her from you, it's still your fault because you need to be like him. 
It's always 100% your fault. These men don't take accountability. It's 100% their fault. I got one last topic on this. If you got a follow-up. No, keep going. Okay, so last topic here. Phenomenal way to finish that up because I think sometimes the messaging from that community is, yeah, no, it's just everybody's this versus no, you got to take some accountability. Sorry before you go on, but that's, that's a fantastic point because people say to me, can you turn a hoe into a housewife? And I say, listen, I wouldn't want to, but I bet I fucking could. There ain't a woman in alive who's going to cheat on me. With who? With who? With who? Who is she going to cheat on me with? Fucking the guy in Starbucks? Mr. KFC? No. She's with the top G. She's got all the clout. She's with the boss. She's in the five star on the Italian Alps. She's on the Gulf Stream. She's in the Bugatti. Everyone's jealous of her. Who the fuck is she going to cheat with? Nobody. There's not a girl alive I couldn't get loyalty from. Now, would I ever want to do it? Probably not. I like the idea of exclusivity. But once you get to a certain level, yeah. If you're that guy, you're that guy. Let me ask you a question. There's somebody that's single right now. You think you can turn her into being exclusive to you? Her name is Kim Kardashian. <laughs> how about, how about you mean, she's, she's watching. You I know, wouldn't but... do that to Yeezy. I wouldn't do it to her. <laughs> I wouldn't do it to her. Okay. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm, he's sorry. married now. No, but, but you know what? This is actually another But by point. the way, I love what you just said right now. But I wouldn't. I love what you just said right now. We, we were having a conversation the other day uh, about the, the relationship with men, how it's supposed to be the boy, the, the men yeah. relationship. Just a fact, like I had a, a friend of mine, her ex, yeah. dropped it gorgeous. Yeah. Like when I tell you dropped it, I mean dropped it gorgeous. And everybody loved her. Yeah. And I, I could look at it and say, you're dying. Yeah. Her and her boyfriend broke up, three years they were together. I get out, all she wants to do is talk to me. We're hanging out, hey, how about yeah. this, how about that? I said, listen, there's no way you and I could ever be together. Yeah. No way, because yeah. you dated the guy that was my best friend. Yeah. I like you a lot, you're beautiful, you're gonna find somebody, it's just not gonna be you. 100%. And she went a different direction. But that, that right there is the values that must be taught. 100%. Because I think the same way we have to teach the values of what it is to be running mates, men, yeah. hey man, if you're in my circle, that's the expectation. Yeah. But it's the same way that you have to also you know, lead your woman to say, if this is gonna be a relationship, here's the standard as well. 100%. And, and, and you know what, maybe I'm getting a little bit sentimental in my old age. Here we but, go. But I am. Let's say I meet a girl, right? And she's 23, 24. And she's been with a guy for six or seven years. And he loves her with all his heart. And she, she's talking to me. Part of me feels bad. I'm like, this is just like shooting fish in a barrel. This isn't even fair. This guy's going to be heartbroken, man. He's going to be devastated when he realizes she's with me. He's going he's gonna, to, it's going to hurt him. Because he's going to know there is no chance at all. No matter what he types in that text, it's done. And I actually feel bad. And I'll say to chicks, you know what? If you break up with him properly, leave it a while. I'm getting to that point now where I'm like, not while you're still, you're still kind of talking to him, no. I feel bad. It's too easy. I feel bad. So when I say I wouldn't do it to Kanye, I actually mean that. Pussy is not worth me. Her, I don't even know him. But just like he loved her a lot. I'd feel bad. I just couldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. I can't show the soft side, Tate. I, I, I just would. I just wouldn't do it. But it's also an interesting point yeah. you say about friends. That's super yeah. interesting. I could leave any of my girls with my friends for twenty years in a jail cell, and they would never touch her. I know it. I know it. And I do believe that birds of a feather flock together. And when I've had a lot of guys email me as well, and they say, "Hey, man, uh, my friend slept with my girlfriend. Uh, you know, I don't know what to do about it." And I will say, "That's because you're a bitch. You're a bitch." And I'll tell you why you're a bitch, because you're rolling with bitches, which means you must be one. Because I'll tell you what, none of my friends, nobody on my team would ever, ever do that to me, ever. 
If my, me and my girl split up, she is gone, she is done. They would never touch her in a million years because that's the quality of man I roll with because that's the quality of man I am. You become a better man, you'll get better friends and this shit won't happen to you. If your own friends are snaking you for pussy, you're probably the kind of guy who snakes your own friends for pussy. So I blame you. It's your fault. You know, I saw a clip the other day. You know who Shannon Sharp is? Shannon Sharp. I saw a clip from uh, Shannon Sharp the other day. He said uh, uh, he found the love of his life. He, she was married. He paid for her to get a divorce from him because she knew that was, he knew that was his. Uh, that's a, such a weird angle. I don't know if you heard what I just said. Yep. So you're married, oh, you're mine. I'm gonna pay you to go divorce your guy to be with me. What do you think is gonna happen later on to you when another opportunity arises? But again, Social media is so open with influence that the, a, a boy or a man at the wrong time can see a message like that, thinking that's what it is to be a man. And as a person that's got a lot of influence, some of these things need to be unpacked. Let's go to the last message here. Sure. So uh, uh, Mel Gibson just recently announced that he's doing a four-part documentary on the $32 billion pedophilia business. I don't know if you saw this or not. I did, yeah. This just came out yesterday. And we talked about BBC earlier, yeah. you know, and BBC and Philip Schofield and ITV and all these guys. Yeah. And they had another guy back in the days, Jimmy uh, uh, Savile, Savile yeah. you know, who yeah. there's a documentary on him. That guy's darker than a lot of these guys. And they knew and they kept him for a long time. And stories have been out there. Woody Allen, we talked about Woody Allen. We talked about a lot of different guys. And Woody Allen married the stepdaughter yeah. when she was yeah. five, yeah. six, seven years Something old. Weird. Ends up marrying her. Hey, you know, he's one of the greatest such and such of all time. Um, and, and that whole industry of what it's doing. Some will say, well, you know, it's not really as real as people think it is. Some will say it is. Some will say, well, this whole movement is because of, because of that, you know, uh, you LGBTQ, there's, that's taking place with kids, and it's a next step of what we're going to next. What are your thoughts with the, the topic of pedophilia? Yeah, okay. First thing, I would never kill myself. That's the first thing. Right. I'm giving you easy questions. No. It's a soft topic. It's not like no, a heavy it's, topic. No, but it's true. But that's the final line of morality they're trying to pierce. Like I said, I have no problem with gay people. And then we talked about LGBTQ and how they're trying to mix it all together and take people who are on the extreme end of the spectrum with people who live fairly normal lives. You can be a gay person. This is another thing I want to make clear. You can be a gay person and, and live a very normal life. You can also be a gay person and be a degenerate. Deciding to get naked in front of children has nothing to do with your sexual orientation. That's just the fact that you're a degenerate person. It doesn't matter if you sleep with a man or a woman. The fact that you want to go and walk around naked in front of kids is degenerate behavior, regardless of sexual orientation. It has nothing to do with it. It's only accepted if you're homosexual. If you're a heterosexual, it's a crime. For some reason, if it's a homosexual, it's not a crime, but it's the same act, and it's degenerate. It's the final line. The final line is children. It's the final line of sexual morality that they're trying to attack. They've attacked every other line. It's the final line they're trying to pierce. And I think a lot of this pedophilia comes down to, I think a lot of it comes down to control. So yeah, what Mel Gibson is doing is super interesting. It's super interesting that he's attacking the most liberal establishment on the planet. Super interesting that he's attacking Hollywood, which is obviously the heart of the liberal propaganda machine. And he's saying they're the worst people on earth. And I sit and say, well, if you take these people outside of Hollywood, would they matter? This is a really interesting point. You can actually, actually apply this to nearly any job. If you took you away from your sales job, or took me away from my role, or you away from, let's say you had a sales job, a specific company, you would still be a good communicator, you'd still know how to speak, you'd still have charisma, you'd still be a man of status, you'd still know how to walk, you'd still have a presence, you still, you still know how to behave, right? There are certain people in certain establishments where if you strip them of their title, they're nothing. 
If you took Harvey Weinstein away, or Weinstein, whatever his name is, away from Hollywood, he's just a fat, old, ugly dork. That's all he is. He's only something because of Hollywood. Outside of that, he's nothing. These are the people who end up using their influence in whatever sphere they're in to do negative things because outside of it, they ain't shit. If you're a real G, if you're a real man, if I was in Hollywood, I was a real man, I wouldn't have to use Hollywood to get girls, I'm fine. I think a lot of this stuff is run, I think a lot of these people who are doing these things are just not very good or very impressive people. I don't, oh yeah, you may be a big shot in Hollywood. Delete that from your resume, who are you? Oh, you ain't shit. Sit down and talk to these people. What have you even done with your life? You ain't shit. You made it to the top of Hollywood by what? Who even knows how you got there? Wink, wink. You got there through whatever. So I think that's what a lot of this stuff is. And going back to everything we've been saying so far, Andrew, how do you solve pedophilia? I think if a man has a healthy sexual relationship with women and has options and feels respected by women and enjoys the company of women and women like him and admire him and look up to him, he will have no desire to go down the route of sexual perversion and chase children. I don't think he ever would. Why would he? Right? What my cousin said was only a joke, but sometimes there's a degree of truth in the humor. He's a young, good-looking black guy on the football team. He gets girls. Why, why would he do this dumb shit? When you see some fat, overweight video game loser, they're the yeah. ones on the, on the TV yeah. doing it. So once again, like nearly any problem on earth, whether it's pedophilia, whether it's school shooting, whether it's men's mental health, whether it's women's mental health, whether it's female promiscuity, whether no matter what it is, whether it's crime, no matter what it is, how do you fix the problem? By building men of caliber, by building men of capability and status and honor and dignity, and by building men of ability to be good standing citizens who are respected by their peers. All of it comes back to improving men, all of it. Every single problem you can possibly name, even pedophilia, comes back to building strong men of capability who are respected. That's all, it's the baseline of humanity. Men always has been the baseline of humanity. And that's why nearly every problem we can name, whether it's pedophilia, whether it's anything else, school shooting, whatever, all of them are in a direct negative correlation with masculinity. As masculinity plummets, all this garbage is going up through the roof. Is that a coincidence? Absolutely not. Really not. It's, it's, you can literally see it with a graph and you can see it happening. Saving the way men think and operate, growing a new generation of men who understand they have duty to themselves, their last name and God, literally saves the world. All of it. And I'm telling you the reason this Hollywood garbage happens is because outside of Hollywood, none of them people are mildly impressive in any regard. And that's why they have to do the disgusting, heinous things they do. And that's why they're gonna attack me and pretend I'm a fucking predator and that I'm the bad guy, and that I'm dangerous to women. When truly, people like Philip Schofield are the ones who are doing it, but they're part of the club. And that's what actually upsets me truthfully. I'm a difficult man to affect. And I understand that I'm in the middle of a war here, and I understand that one way or another, with God on my side, I will win. But it is extremely frustrating to have people who commit X crime with impunity accuse you of X crime. That's a very uniquely annoying scenario. When somebody who does something themselves accuses you of it when you're innocent. Not allegedly. They've been caught. Caught. And they accuse you of it. Big and, difference. And then they sit there yeah. and go, it's a terrible thing to do. You do it. All of these liberals and uh, elites attacking me do it. And I don't. And I'm the one who's sitting in a fucking dungeon for it. It's insane. What should be the punishment for that? I think attacking innocence is the most heinous thing you can possibly do. Did you hear what DeSantis announced? No. 
Death penalty for that. Well, I think absolutely. They're, they're innocent. Attacking innocence is the biggest act of cowardice. It's cowardice. Attacking innocence is the biggest possible act of cowardice. Even, you don't shoot an unarmed man. Even in war, there's the Geneva Convention. There's supposed to be a degree of rule. Someone can't defend themselves. There's no need to hurt them. These people can't defend themselves. Attacking innocence. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The most heinous of all crimes. And children are the absolutely most innocent thing on the planet. And I'd like to think that I'm rational enough that not much would drive me to murder, but I know it would happen if someone hurt my children. Should they be castrated? I, I think they should face an extremely heinous punishment. Now, the death penalty is fantastic. I also think, from what I've just been through, and it was only three short months, I think a nice long life of solitary confinement would do just fine. I, I really truly believe it. And I truly believe that we need to make that clear to the world. But the problem is the world we're living in, the people who are in charge of the world, have no, no obligation or no intention of stopping what's happening. They want to accelerate what's happening. That's what's scary. Because they could put punishments in place that genuinely stop this shit. And I don't think they are. In fact, they're promoting this shit and trying to say that you're born that way. Because when you're born that way, once again, you have no control. It's not your fault. It's not your fault you touched that kid, you were born that way. Not your fault you're fat, you were born right. that way. Not your fault you're a school shooter, you were born that way. This is why I have a problem with psychologists. Every single time you ask them anything, it's not your fault. It's something else's fault or someone else's fault. And I don't accept that. I accept absolute and utter ruthless personal accountability. Absolutely everything is my fault. Every action I undertake is completely my fault. If I do something wrong, it is my fault and I should be punished for it, me. And that should be implied on every single other man on the planet. And the second we start doing that, dumb shit might stop. This is yeah. a powerful message. We're at the end of it, so if you got yeah. anything. Well, this is going to be more of a lighthearted question to end a, a, on a lighter note. But, sure. it, but it, you're going to ask about who's a better actor, Al Pacino or Robert De Niro? Actually, a real that's question. That's your question. Yeah. So I got a question. Do you, do you like both actors, One Pacino or De Niro? De Niro hates Trump, right? Yeah. Pacino's they both do. <laughs> they both do. They both do. Oh, they both do? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. So now you got to go on their merit. Uh-oh. I don't know then. They're both... Uh... Both on the wrong team. Scarface or Goodfellas? Yeah. So this is actually a funny question, lighthearted question, but it is about your legacy. Sure. I don't know if there's anybody in the world, when I say a country, oh, I'm going to this country, they say, well, you must be going to see Tate. Yeah. If I, I told my mom, we're not supposed to talk about this, yeah. hey, mom, I'm going to Romania. Are you going to see Andrew Tate? Yeah. If I told that to hey, anybody, I'm going to see going to Romania, they're going to say, oh, you're going to go see Tate. Yeah. That's how synonymous you are with Romania. Yeah. The irony is that yeah. Romania is the country that's locked you up. There's one other person that's associated with the country. If I say the country, you know the name, they're not even a real person. And that person is from the country of Kazakhstan. Yeah, Borat. Borat. Yeah. You, I say Kazakhstan, you think of Borat. Yeah. Ironically, in a twist of fate, in 2006 when the movie Borat came out, they actually banned the movie. Yeah. They didn't want the people of Kazakhstan to yeah. see the movie. Yeah. Because it was uh, insulting. A great insult for yeah. the people of Kazakhstan. Yeah. Ironically, in 2020, after COVID, it became a global brand, Kazakhstan. Yeah. The the tourism board um, basically created ads and embraced the the moniker Kazakhstan. Very nice. <laughs> as a way to drive tourism wow. to Kazakhstan. So in a twist of fate, they banned the movie, yeah. 
15 years later, they're embracing Borat. Yeah. So my question to you is, when you're innocent yeah. and you're scot-free, yeah. what will Romania do to make amends for what's happened to you? Will it be Romania? <laughs> what color is your Bugatti? Yeah. What are they going to say? That's a really good question because I, I, I love this country. I chose to live here. I think that they have done themselves a massive disservice, but I don't think it's Romanians as a whole. 99.9% .9 of Romanians I interact with apologize to me. Every Romanian I see says sorry. Even the police officers who come and check my house arrest apologize to me. There's a select few Romanians who have done irreparable damage to this country, and they're gonna have to deal with the consequences of that if they have a conscience at all. Most Romanians understand exactly what's happening and have apologized to me and are good people. I think I did a lot for this country in terms of tourism. I don't think it was mentioned much before me. Yes. And truthfully, it is a safe place and it is a beautiful place and you can carve a good life here. But I think they've certainly scared away a lot of high net worth individuals from ever moving here because they will seize all of their things and throw you in a jail cell. So we'll have to see how they try and recover from the mess they've made and mm -hmm. if the few people who have done this, and it's a small group, are ever going to be held responsible. And if the country of Romania is mature enough, they will understand that it's a very small group of people who have made a very big mess. Last question. What source of power do you get from this? This is, a, this is actually a mudra from power, a mudra for power. I think it's, I'm not sure which yoga or Hindu or something it's from. It is a mudra from power, but my father used to sit and play chess like this. This is how he played chess. So I stole it. I stole it when I would be losing chess games in chess tournaments when I was a kid. I was like, shit, I'm losing. I need power. Shit, let me do like dad. <laughs> sometimes it would work, sometimes it wouldn't. But um, cool. I just adopted it because it was his hand symbol, so I just copied it. And I, there's a lot of theories online that, you know, it's a cultist this and a cultist that. I let the conspiracy theories run, but it's far more simple than that. There's lots of pictures of my dad doing it, and I copied it. That's all it is. Respect. So again, five hours felt like five minutes, just like last time. I can't tell you how many people last time said, Glad you, came, bro. you know, people wanted to watch every second of it. Thank you. This was great. And uh, we got a couple gifts we want to give you. The audience that's watching this, there's a couple things we want to do for you. We want the world to see this interview. And a lot of you guys will be part of history. Five of these hats, Future Looks Bright, will be signed by Tate. And on Twitter, we will pick uh, anybody that posts the interview there with hashtag TatePBD for the interview when we release this. Five of you are going to get these hats sent over to you for you to pick them up. And aside from that, I got a gift for you as well. Amazing. Let's start off with the first one. The first one is a Bible, okay? Okay. Now, whatever you choose to do with this, whether you give it to uh, Tristan or you keep it, yeah. this is a special Bible because it's from 1870. Wow. Okay, this is not a newer Bible. It's 1870. We wanted to give you a, a gift that would have a lot of meaning behind it. We had to go look for this. Brandon worked very hard to find this. We finally found it. So this is a gift from us to you. Brother, I and absolutely love things like this. Thank you very much. And yeah. one of our uh, vice presidents in our company, Haz uh, Bozi, who is a Muslim himself, but yeah. we love this guy, respectable leader. Yeah. His family, we were calling around to get a high quality uh, Quran with a lot of meaning behind it. Yeah. The Quran that his mom passed down to them Wow. is the one he gave to us for us to give to you. Can we look for this all over the place? Brother, thank you so, so this much. is a gift to you as well. We know this is important to you if you open wow. it up with the presentation in it. I hope you appreciate that. Um, How do I, here I think it's right there. So this is something that's been passed from family to family to family. It's incredible. We hope you appreciate that too. And then the last one is a book I read uh, years ago by a guy that's an interesting guy, C.S. Lewis. It's one of the best books I've read, Mere Christianity. If you've never read it, he's an interesting guy, Oxford professor who went from being an atheist to all of a sudden believing in God and his transition to it, 
It's wild. If you've never read it, highly recommend you reading that. I think you will enjoy it. This is incredible. I'm truly humbled. And uh, yeah, if they send me back, I have plenty to read. I'll take them with me. <laughs> Thank you very much. Plenty of reading to do once again, brother. Really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Minect is an application which allows you to take a minute to connect with influencers from all around the world. My name is Andrew Tate, and I'm available to speak directly to you on Minect.